previously on The Drive with Roland and Rochelet. Right, today is the day. We're super, super excited. Uh, if you watched the Twilight Saga movies, you'd have seen her. If you have watched the, the latest... Witcher. Yeah, uh, sensation on Netflix, The Witcher. Mayanna Buring is one of the actresses that you will be very, very familiar with. On BritBox tonight, the Salisbury poisonings come your way. It's time for us to chat. We got a, a chance to catch up with her uh, yesterday and so you might hear us referring to the 3rd of March yeah. in the future tense. That's because uh, it wasn't the 3rd by the time we spoke to her. Today's the 3rd. So anything we refer to about the 3rd, i.e. the launch of the series, is tonight. Let's go and chat via Zoom as we recorded it to uh, where she was uh, in her international abode, as it were. Mayanna Buring from all the movies you know and love. She's live on BritBox or going live on BritBox with the Salisbury poisonings tonight. Here it comes. This this is Algoa, Algoa FM. Today is an absolutely exciting day because we are talking all the way across the ocean to uh, an absolute fantastic, not only human being, uh, talented actress, experienced, um, uh, uh, beautiful, and uh, also uh, <laughs> a, a large body of work that really has meant so much to so many people in terms of telling all the different kinds of stories. And today we're talking about a very specific story that she's in. Mayanna Buring, welcome to Elgoa FM. Where you at right now? I am in London, a little storage room in London that I'm chatting to you from. Uh, thank you so much for that introduction, by the way. I will, uh, the check is in the post. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for that. Well, listen, a storage room in London is, is uh, I've heard, quite quite a premium uh, piece of real estate, you know, with the size of things. It really is. <laughs> really, really is. <laughs> if I could fit a car in here, then it would be even more so, but, you know, I, I'm happy with a small storage room. That's good for me. Well, let's talk very quickly about the uh, the the series that is coming up and uh, the, the Salisbury Poisonings. Um, it's a role that you've taken on uh, that tells a very important story. I know you've, you've got a, a lot of different things we're going to get to later. Nice little surprise for some people who don't know you. There's some series you've been in that are massively mm. popular in South Africa right now. <laughs> but I want to talk about this one because there's such meaning in it. Firstly, when it came to getting the character, how did you prepare yourself? Um, so um, I played Dawn Sturgis in this uh, story about the Salisbury poisonings. Um, I don't know if you have the background of it, but in you know 2018, um, there was an attempt, attempted assassination attack on a former KGB um, agent dissident who had sought asylum and, and received asylum, asylum in the UK. Hmm. Um, this story is not about that assassination attempt. It is about the city of Salisbury and how it confronted the the terror of having a nerve agent used within the city to try mm. and kill someone um Novichok, for those who don't know is um is uh, is incredibly hard to detect um is in, can cause untold damage to the nervous system and to bodies and in in most cases it's it's lethal um it's incredible in a way that um uh, this horror story only actually killed one human being but nevertheless the tr that is a huge tragedy um, and that human being was Dawn Sturgis who I play in this series and mm. um, this series was written by um, a, a journalistic and documentary filmmaking team um, uh, Declan Lorne and Adam Patterson 
We've done extensive research into the story um, and had spoken with um, with actual uh, with all the all the people who were involved and many of the people that you see they were all involved in the writing of the story and also in the filming of the story. Um, so Dawn Sturgis um, was an innocent human, um, a mother, a sister, mm. um, a, a, a partner. Her and her partner were. Um, uh, they came into contact with Novichok because um, the perpetrators of the attempted um, assassination um, had callously just thrown a bottle of perfume in a bin that contained enough Novichok to kill thousands of people. Um, her partner, Charlie Rowley, came across it and thought, well, what a wonderful gift to give my girlfriend. Um, she, having no idea... Um, about what it contained and had, having no idea really about the geopolitical events that, that had led to it even being in her city, sprayed it on herself and we lost her. Um, furthermore, there was another uh, sort of injustice that happened um, uh, with regards to her death, which is that the press over here when she died reported that she was a homeless drug addict, as if those two facts meant that her life was less mm. uh, worthy than anyone else's, which, of course, is outrageously offensive. But the fact is this wasn't true. She was not homeless. She was not a drug addict. She had um, experienced difficulty with alcoholism. She had experienced mental health issues, which most of us have or know someone who has. Um, but she was an incredibly loved um, and functioning human being in, in our world. And she was ripped away from us. And the fact that she was portrayed in such a sort of demeaning manner was something that the storytellers very much wanted to address. And hopefully in some small way, we hope that we've done that. Um, because I think, you know, the, the pain that her family um, went through, not only losing her, but then mm. having to deal with, with that sort of betrayal of her is unimaginable. Mm. Did you end up having the opportunity to speak to people who knew her or did you have to base everything that you did mm. on, on the research? Um, I, I did get to meet her parents, um, one of her sisters and her daughter. Um, and it was it was the most humbling moment. I mean, my main thing when meeting them was that I wanted to sort of express to them that I was in no way trying to um, do an, portray an exact replica of Dawn. I, yeah. I just wanted to sort of um, uh, capture an essence of her and, and essentially just get her and their story out there. Um, and uh, it was incredibly humbling to meet them because they are such a beautiful family. They are a normal, loving, hardworking family. Um, the love between them and the loss of their daughter is indescribable. It's palpable when you meet them. Mm. Um, so it was incredibly humbling. And it, it, it meant that um, there was a sense of responsibility when telling this story. But thankfully, the writers had done such an incredible job um, when writing in terms of researching and, and being as truthful as they, they could while also telling a story that would translate onto screen and sort of captivate audiences. But it felt really important for all of us that, you know, we not forget this story. Salisbury, like most things, you know, it sort of becomes yesterday's news, but mm. actually it's a really um, uh, wild and crazy and unimaginable um, event that happened in 2018 in a in a small city here in the UK, um, and uh, we shouldn't forget about it. This isn't the first time um, that an assassination attempt happened on British soil that we know about. Uh, in 2006, we lost Alexander Litvinenko. Um, 
uh, to a, a similar kind of poisoning, which was again similarly conducted in quite a reckless way, where potentially thousands, tens of thousands of people could have been come into contact with the poison. Um, and um, and these are all geopolitical events that that link together. Um, you know, journalists and, and many people have been talking and screaming about this for decades. Hmm. Um, and I think we're now seeing around the world a, a, a larger example of the kind of ruthlessness. Well, I think that's exactly. This is a story whose time has come. Uh, you know, you talk about the geopolitical side of it. it. Never before has it taken center stage quite like it is at the moment. Uh, well, at least not in our lifetimes. Mm -hmm. So uh, an important, important story, yeah. And then uh, also just the, uh, the I, I love the uh, the storytelling. We started by talking about how as an actress you tell important stories. And you know, we often as as individuals think, oh, why should I go to the polls and vote? Or why should I get involved in politics? Or why should I take up social causes? Um, I, I think the story you're telling, um, you know, immerses people in that. It's important. And my Anna, Absolutely. My Anna, do we expect more of these types of drama series from you? Because this is something very different compared to the work that you've done. Um, yes. Very much so. I mean, to address your first point, yes, I think politics affects all of us. It affects, it affects you know, the everyday person on the street. Um, and therefore, it is important that we remain as involved as we can. Um, but equally, I can understand people's frustration at times at feeling that what can we do? Um, the, the other thing that this, this particular story highlights is just the in the hope that we should keep within ourselves of the humanity and the beautiful kind of everyday bravery um, that people and frontline workers in particular are dealing with. But just us ourselves, just kindness is ultimately the most important thing um, uh, for us. And in terms of telling these kinds of stories, yes, absolutely. I, I, I think they're very important. And when it's right, I think you should be involved with the project. You know, if, if it's a project, if you're not right for a project, then I don't think, um, you know, then I think it's, it's understandable why you might stay away. But I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm fascinated by all stories, whether they be fantasy or, you know, or something that just gives comfort or is just, you know, comedy popcorn or um, I think they, they're wonderful. Um, you know, I'm an avid watcher and, and, and a huge fan of, of TV and film, always have been. And, um, um, and I think all stories are important, like I say, whether they, you know, are easy watching and give us comfort or whether they're informative and, and help us to um, process um, quite complicated stories in our life. And um, at the end of the day, when we um, take a headline and we transfer it into the human experience of what that head, you know, behind that headline, mm. um, that's really, really vital for us to do. We need to never forget that because um, therein lies the truth of the world, right? Let's just go back a little bit. You mentioned uh, in passing that stories can include comedy and all sorts and fantasy. Uh, there's a very, very popular series uh, here that, um, that at the moment that uh, everyone's talking about that you were involved in. Tell us a little bit about the experience of Witcher. Witcher, Witcher is a wonderful magical world to be a part of. Um, I I was aware of the games because I'd I'd done um, I'd done a voice for the games um, a, a few years prior to um, the TV show coming into being, um, and I knew of the books, um, but I um, I but not to the extent that I was fully immersed in in either of those worlds. Um, so I kind of came very like a sort of fresh newbie to the mm. world of the witcher and it's been great what a ride 
we've had such a fun time um it's been magic to put on those costumes and play in you know on those sets and the which are very much so more than a lot of shows that i've been a part of and especially after the pandemic coming back you realize how incredible these shows are because they are providing work for so many people mm. with so many different skill sets you know from carpenters to um you know to drivers to um artists to um see um, um seamstresses costume designers i mean and the work that they do is exceptional mm. and it's like an, they've built an entire universe um and it takes it really takes a very large village to build that universe and it's a very fun universe to be a part of mm. if i can ask a, a sort of off uh, sort of off subject question you said you were a newbie and you'd arrived you played the games and you had done the voices and so forth. uh so i've heard a rumor that henry cavill is like the witcher dictionary like the like knows all of it and it, you know is that true is he is he that immersed yeah like yes oh yeah he's, he's a uber fan and um yes and it is a, is a great point uh fact checking point so yeah um, so, so yeah. we come from opposite ends of the spectrum so i find him very very useful i was going to say every time you needed some character reference you can go excuse me can we get the encyclopedia over here uh but getting back that. to uh to immersing oneself in the story um we really are excited about it it's going to be hitting our screens very very soon uh salisbury poisonings uh imp- Important, never before, you know, like you said, geopolitically more relevant than it is now. Uh, what can we look forward to in terms of how it starts, how we get immersed in it, and when when can we expect it? Um, so th- this is a, a multi-strand story. It follows the the um, lives of um, many people who are affected and at, really at the centre of this uh, drama in 2018. It looks at the bravery of frontline workers. Um, in particular, it follows um, Tracy um, Daskovich, played by the wonderful Anne-Marie Duff, who's mm-hmm. just extraordinary. She was the director of um, public safety um, in the county that... Um, um, at Salisbury's Inn, um, the work that she did, and it's not really been highlighted um, previously, I feel, um, uh, the work that she did and the decisions she was forced to make very early on, many of them which saved lives, um, you know, shutting down um, a, a city and and then also the effect of, of those decisions on the people living there. You know, this was before COVID. Nobody had really seen people in hazmats walking through a city centre, having, you know, curfews on when you could go out and where you could go um uh, this you know this was and I, I feel it actually coming the the series coming out now we are living in a world where we have more of an understanding of what that feels like and also what frontline workers might have been dealing with in that situation because we've you know very at close quarters lived and breathed it for so many um it also follows the story of um, a police officer, Nick Bailey, who was one of the first people to come into contact with the Novichok agent. He ended up in hospital. He ended up pulling through. But the trauma and devastation for him and his family, his wife and his two young children, um, they lost their house. It had to be, um, you know, they couldn't, it, just in case there was any traces of Novichok in the house, they had to leave all their possessions. Um, and the ongoing psychological trauma of having um, an experience like that um, is is addressed in this series and um, it allows us a chance to really think, stop, take stock um, of what this event meant for the individuals going through it. Right. Normal human beings. And the work done by the people we take so for granted, which 
subsequently we've told, thought about frontline workers and medical yes. people and police and law enforcement. But if you think back then, we just walked past them as if they were just you know expected to be there and then also the victims like you said uh thank you so much for uh, sharing a little bit of the insight with us and we can't wait to see you on screen in the character uh we really appreciate you uh, taking time out to chat with us uh so it's uh, coming to our screens soon yes on the third on the third of march the third of march we are excited we can't wait it is upon us and we look forward to learning uh, about the life of these incredible people uh, thank you so much the salisbury poisonings third of march on britbox make sure you're tuned in Mayanna buring it's been an absolute privilege and a pleasure to chat with you it's been gorgeous thank you for having me hey,